We begin with a panel of Technojack speaking at the Architect press conference, thanking the company for their help in stopping Beastmaster. Rewind. The speech plays over again as we pull back and see that the press conference is playing out on a projection in front of Don Capolini. So you're telling me that this is the hero that took down Beastmaster? This is who you let stop you? I want that kid taken out. Make sure it doesn't happen again. Don Capolini throws his knife at the wall, where it sticks right between Technojack's eyes. Previously in the Reclaimers, Casey gave their press conference for Architect, meeting Uno of the Guard program in the process. Afterwards, the team went to Wireframe's house for a celebratory movie, and Pizza Night, Orion, confused by the concept of robots, was taken to see a performance art statue by Jackie, whose relationship with her dad is strained at best. During this escapade, Jackie realized Orion's pain of not knowing his own dad or his origin and devised a plan to find out more via the library. Hatchling texted Nighthawk, and the two set up a plan to infiltrate Architect and stop the production of the guard robots. How will their plan fare? Find out in Reclaimers number five, Nevermore. and girls, everyone in between are irrespective of that binary. Welcome back to Infinity City. You can call me Elliot because that's my name. I use he, him pronouns, and you can find me online at Podcaster Elliot. I am your GM for this game, and today I am joined by... Hi, I'm Jordan. My pronouns are they, she, and I play Nico Transau, aka The Hatchling, who is a legacy using she, they pronouns. You may find my Twitter at CuttlefishTweet. Hi, I'm JV, and I will be playing Jackie Cuervo Dawes, the Raven, and I'm red, black, golden everywhere. Hey, my name is Aram. I am playing Orion, and my pronouns are he, him. Oh, and you can find me on Twitter at Aram Vartian. We begin with a panel of the Infinity City library the main branch in the heart of the city it's a large towering building made of old like gray stone it's got like the big front steps that you expect of a comic book library with the lion statues at the top of it big pillars all that type of stuff that we come to expect from a building like this. We then get a panel of two figures walking up the steps towards the front entrance. One we recognize as Jackie Cuervo Dawes, aka the Raven in her civilian form. And standing next to her 
my brain defaulted to a trench coat, not like yeah. a regular trench coat. A camel colored cashmere yeah. trench coat. Yeah. Like it's a, it's an odd trench coat. This mm -hmm. is not helping people not notice this. Person. No, it's a <laughs> statement. Is... It's like a 1970s wide lapeled <laughs> cashmere camel colored trench coat. Yeah. That and for God knows what it. reason, a like blue clown wig. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, totally. And Orion wouldn't even have hesitated. Just kind of nodded and looked at it like, yes, no one. That's not what my hair looks like. No one will think it's me. It's, this is perfect. And mm -hmm. cat eye sunglasses. Yeah. And that's it. That's perfect. the look. Perfect. Your cover name yeah. it is Samuel. Samuel, absolutely. Yep, I yep. look like a Samuel. We are picking up as the two of you enter into the front of the library, mm -hmm. and I will leave it up to JV how this research gets done. Hello, I am Samuel. We are here for the books. One little quick make yes? announcement as to our identity when we What's directly we, walk we, into the library that's how they know we are that's who that we are i my name is samuel this is my, what's your name my friend what's your name jackie and samuel are definitely getting a lot of looks from patrons of the library here. i've never been in a library i would just shush back assuming that it's like a ritual quietly to the to the oh. Just, we, we have to go up real quiet. Okay. Because, like a temple. Yeah, ex exactly. I see. Exactly. We're praying to the books. We're, we, it's a, a church of knowledge. That's not at all far off. Okay. That is fully not at all far off. Right on the money there. Jackie's going to go to one of the computers and... Just type in Orion's name and see if that brings up anything. I'm anticipating nothing. We get a panel of Jackie's results on this computer. And just searching off of the name Orion, all she really gets is about the uh, constellation mm -hmm. and the... That's enough of a lead a little bit. That she think might still follow that just a little bit, but insofar as just going and picking up the books that it mentions, it would mm -hmm. lead her to books about astrology and Greek mythology and that sort of section over often to essentially like the nonfiction reference section. Jackie is going to show. Show the pictures from the Encyclopedia of Greek Mythology to Orion to see if that jogs any memories or anything. As Orion is looking into these books, yeah, the pictures aren't stirring up memories, but they definitely stir up emotions. Right. And Orion is filled with this just deep, powerful longing for a place Ryan doesn't know why he's sad but there's just terrible mm. overwhelming sadness taking him over if I feel emotion like that I don't really understand
but that it's powerful and it's connected to my past, like my lasso that I've tucked underneath this Campbell colored cashmere trench coat. My lasso would glow very brightly and warmly. And I would just like push the images away and I would stand up and I would like just storm out of the library. Oh no. Before Orion can leave the library entirely. Yeah. I think Jackie is going to going to quickly realize that this isn't going well. This is not going in the realm that she wants it to go in. Yeah. So um going to direct Orion away from the front entrance and say, let's maybe go a different direction. There's another room that I think will actually give us legit answers. Ryan's upset. Mm. Ryan spies a compromise. There's a little hot dog vendor like right outside. So mm. Orion buys four hot dogs and two Dr. Peppers. And then <laughs> as with a mouthful of food, just sadly nods and follows you uh, into the media room. I'm assuming you're taking him. I'm taking him not to the media room specifically to the sanctuary. Oh, he's just following you then. Yeah. Yeah. He hasn't realized we're going to like the special sanctuary. Mm -hmm. He just thinks we're going back in the library. So he just follows you wherever yeah. eating hot dogs. So this room, it's on the second or the third floor of this library. There's a spiral staircase, but due to it being like slightly dangerous to use this particular spiral staircase, there is like a wall around it. Yes. And a door that you have to go in. That's the sort of the oh, yeah. quote unquote difficult to access bit of this sanctuary. The Is city totally to... walled in a beautiful, yeah. like wrought iron spiral staircase. This gorgeous handmade thing, all one mm -hmm. solid piece of iron that had to be installed via the roof. And they exactly. just walled it off because it was easier than taking care of it. And because it was dangerous, you have to go like behind a tarp to get to your beautiful sanctuary. Exactly. Yeah. So Jackie takes Orion up the spiral staircase and into the sort of domed area. Orion thinks it's like the classiest thing he's ever seen. This is a dark academia playground. It is beautiful. So, I, so I'm, I'm literally picturing, right? You get off the spiral staircase and it's like off to the side of this square room. And then there's mm -hmm. steps down into a recessed, just open, large room with bookshelves lining everything that goes about 20 feet up. There's it's that rolling kind of wooden ladder on a track that goes all the way around. And then above that is this glass pyramid that reaches up another 20 feet. It's all wrought iron and, and not stained a glass, but little panels of glass that form a design that looks like the old coastline with like steam ships and the older oh, yeah. buildings be before all the glass and steel that went up. And then you can open some of those individual panels and there's like little, there's these little wrought iron lamps where the birds can roost and nest. And it's all, it's like an aviary with a bunch of books in it. Exactly. Yeah. So there's just, there is a, gonna, at this point, address the bird <laughs> as one does. So Jackie goes to address the bird and say, hey, hi, 
How's it going? This large bird is perched atop a, a bookcase and flies down to land on Jackie's shoulder and just, never more. Orion, this is Nevi. Orion doesn't question that, but also doesn't get the reference. Hey, Nevi, and reaches out a hand and like, like tries to very gently shake Nevi's wing with his fingertips. <laughs> the bird pulls away from Orion's okay. hand. No, that's no, that's all right. Sometimes you have to ask, and like birds deserve to have their personal space too, just like people do. It's completely understandable. Anyways, I'm a friend, and it's really nice to meet you. And if you feel comfortable around me, I would love to give you some head scratches. The bird looks at Orion, tilts its head to the side, and then just looks back over at Jackie. Jackie nods and smiles and says, and does a little head shake like it's okay you can if you want if this if nevi wants to be friendly nevi can be as friendly as nevi wants and it is safe it that is all communicated in a light head shake from jackie jackie can tell that nevi is mostly trying to figure out what she came in here for so jackie says to nevi all right, Nevi, I need help. I need to figure out information on this bloke right here. This one. We have to find it information. I know that's vague. I know that's vague, <laughs> Nevi. But that's all we've really got at the moment. No, that's um, really no, that's really specific. We came here for information. That's what we're looking for. You tell them exactly what we need. You're actually really clear. Oh, thank yeah. you. No, I, I'm really glad you're working with him because I would have come here and asked for like maybe a specific thing. And that's not nearly as helpful as just like information in general. <laughs> that's much better. As you all are having this conversation and Orion is praising Jackie's abilities, yeah. Nevi has just flown off and grabbed a book off of one of the shelves and plops it down on a table. And this book is an encyclopedia, and it spills open to a page on what is called the First World. And through the reading, as Nevi taps at this article, Jackie and Orion are able to find out that the First World is a place that has been researched for thousands of years Nobody has ever found a way to get to it. Mm. And it has long been thought to be a myth, but researchers do believe that it exists. It is said to exist somewhere far off the coast of Infinity City and to be populated by a race of demigods. Hmm that have separated themselves from humanity. Oh. And also, Nevi looks at Jackie and squawks, and somehow in Jackie's head, that gets translated in a moment of clarity between the two of them, that Orion is not the only first-worlder in Infinity City. Oh. 
and that the other one is looking for him. So Jackie explains this as best as possible. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot for Ryan to take in. Because like at first he'd be like, "Do you think that do you think that they know what I am or where I came from?" And then he was like, "Oh wait, no. You think I'm from there? You think I'm one of these people? You think I'm like a demigod?" And he's like, he's really confused. Mm -hmm. But then also like some things do make sense. He can leap from a ten-story building, pick up a manhole cover, throw it like a a frisbee. (laughs) He's got a magic lasso. I mean, some some things do kind of line up there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, if there's Okay, if that's what I am, and somehow I got here, and someone's looking for me, then it's probably because maybe I got lost, and I forgot. I don't remember where I am, so I guess I forgot where I'm from. So we should find mm. this person. Hey, bird, Nebby. Hey, Nebby, bird, Nebby. And he, like, looks him right in the eye. Hey, look at me. Look at me. C- can you, like, mm, can you show me in my head who's looking for me? Just, like, in my head. Like, show me in here. And he points at his head. Can you do that, bird? Nevi looks at Orion. And we flash inside of Orion's mind. Nate. <gasps> and we see walking down the street of Infinity City. A tall, lean guy. Short, curly brown hair. With just the most piercing beautiful blue eyes Orion has ever seen. He has a very similar skin tone to Orion, and he's dressed not fancy, but in very nice clothes. Yeah. And Orion sees this guy turn and walk along the sidewalk up to the hostel that Orion lives in with dynamite and the rest of his queer commune right okay wow orion's flipping out is okay on my phone do i have a little like painting app can i paint with it because i like to draw all right oh my god i want to paint what i just saw like real quick as i'm like we have to we have can we get a bus like get an uber get an uber right now and as he's doing that he's like trying like he's drawing the best picture he can of the guy he just saw and then, the, and, and then as he's getting up to like hustle you outside so you guys can go to the hostel he is going on his social media of like his 3.4 million fans and he's posting a tiktok and he's saying hey guys listen this is my friend i need to find them if you see them in the city hit me up at ryan dot whatever and blast it out to 3.4 million people. It's very important. It's really important superhero stuff, and I really need to find them. There is a couple of moments as you were riding over to the hostel that Orion is waiting on a response, and then he gets a message that just says, Oh, that's my buddy Don. Where do you want to meet up? Hey, that's great. Oh, listen, I'm making one stop. Where are you guys at? You get a message back that says he's not with me now, but I can tell him where to meet up with you. Fantastic. Listen, listen, I'm going to go home, but I'm going to be free in an hour. So just hit me up and I'll go to wherever you're at. Thanks, man. And the internet is perfect and it's so safe. Downtown, later that night. We cut over to Nico and Robin. 
aka Hatchling and Nighthawk, perched atop a large sort of office building, shaped building. Just big square skyscraper of a building. Looking down on a glass and brick and metal monstrosity of a factory that proudly proclaims itself to be Architect Production Facility number 375. And Robin looks over at Nico and says, So, from the intel I've been able to gather, they're producing the guard units in there. I don't know how many of them there actually are, and it's far from the only thing they're making in there, but place should be shut down for the night. How do you want to go about doing this? I'll, I'll, let me go think about that. And on the panel with the thought bubble, there's just a billion thoughts going on at once to the point of overlapping text. So things such as, oh, I didn't think she would show up. Is she a narc right now? Is this where I get turned in? Am I a villain? I can't really tell right now. And there's just a bunch of things going on as she didn't really think she would get this far. And now that she's here in front of the building, it's just like deer in the headlights and she's just shocked looking at, am I about to do this? And what happens if I step out now? I, okay, okay, okay. And then she turns over to Nighthawk. I think the main problem is Uno, right? Is that where the, that's the most advanced one right now? Yeah, that's the only one they've shown off so far. But you think there's a bunch of others? If they've got one, they're working on more. Yeah, that... Yeah, mass production makes sense. I was just hoping that this was going to be like a faulty prototype, but if they've been making more of them, then... Yeah, I guess we can go take a dive. Uh, do you have any way to like, take a look into any of that stuff? Recon, she, or... She pulls what looks like a small pair of binoculars off of her waistband and holds them up towards Nico, essentially silently asking, do you want to scout or do you want her to do it? At this situation right now, she wants to do as much of anything active as she can just to show that she's competent. So she's going to go... She's going to go take the binoculars and take a peek however she can. And if she doesn't have a good vantage point, then she'll just transform and crawl somewhere higher. The front section is like big floor-to-ceiling windows that wouldn't stand a chance if she was to literally just, like, smash through them. She does realize that would probably set off some alarms. So she also sees on top of the building as she looks for more subtle ways in. She sees an air vent that she knows she would be able to get through, but it would be much less direct. She'll go pitch the vents. Hey, if you go look over the ceiling right there, I think there's an easy way in. Just crawl on over. If you got a way, do you have a way to get over there? If not, then I can go carry or whatever, but do you think that's a good game plan? I don't want to, like, she... smash windows. I don't want to get caught and stuff. That'd be a bad luck. <laughs> I think she does chuckle a little bit as she looks from the vent over to Nico and says, I could zip line over there, but 
I've never rode on a dragon before. Uh, or were you talking in human form? I, I'm pretty sure I can carry either way. Yeah, either either way's fine. Uh, okay. For, forget I mentioned the dragon thing. Okay, no, I can do the dragon thing. I think the dragon thing's pretty cool. I can do the dragon thing. You, you sure? Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty strong. I can carry you pretty easily either way, but I think the dragon thing would be easier for me. Okay, yeah, I can do yeah, the dragon let's, thing. Let's do the dragon thing. Let's go do the dragon thing. And then she'll go transform and almost like a drawbridge trying to go from cliff to cliff. She's just going to get extra big and she's just going to grip onto the top corner of the building from whatever the current vantage point is and just like slide and slither up while also giving Nighthawk just an easy path, basically. We get a panel shot from above as Nighthawk crosses the bridge made out of hatchling. <laughs> and she walks very lightly, one foot in front of the other. And there are like cars and traffic passing underneath her. Hatchling barely even feels anything as she takes these gentle steps across her back. And she is then on the other side and looks at Hatchling as she joins her and just says, that may have been the coolest thing I've ever done in my life. I think it could get cooler. Like, I can actually, like, slither pretty fast. It's like a horse ride, except faster and cooler because horses are cooler. Horses are not as cool as dragons. I think dragons are cooler than horses and... Objectively. Yeah. Find yeah. me a fire-breathing horse. Oh my god, do you think we can... That's not important right now. Let's get in the building. Yeah. And I think she gestures for Hatchling to go in first. Yeah. She'll detransform and go squirm in, hoping that it's just not too claustrophobic. She's used to being very big. So just the idea of tight spaces is just uncomfy and squishy. So she likes to feel small right now, even though she's pretty tall. There are definitely a few panels as Hatchling and Nighthawk worm their way through these vents where neither one is feeling entirely comfortable with it. And it's very tight at a few places, but the two of them are able to make their way through them and eventually find themselves on a metal graded walkway above a very open floor plan factory and down below them are all sorts of machines and robots in the sense of what we know today not like guard robots uh, but like robotic arms and assembly lines, conveyor belts, just all sorts of things. A good third of this factory seems to be currently dedicated to ARC cars, and nothing immediately jumps out to them as being where guard units may be manufactured. Right now, there is a mild panic, just realizing... Oh god, I broke into a building. I did a crime. I don't know what to do now. Is, is this where I get caught? Is this where like the career ends? And she is just looking over at Nighthawk for assurance. 
and then looking back at the rest of the scene just to see if she can catch something and fix it and then back at her and this is just going to be like a quick snap back and forth nighthawk looks at nico and says oh don't tell me this is your first b and e oh yeah it's it's my first breaking look i i try to just i try to do nice things and follow a lot of the yeah i'm not used to a lot of this usually when i need to do a mission it's just oh this person's being a being a meanie and i just need to punch them or shoot with atomic breath and then i talk about the idea of doing cool things and then i usually win a fight or something and then sometimes things don't go so well breaking and entering is something distinct that's new it's really new there's just a smile spreading across Nighthawk's face the whole time Nico is talking. And she says, All right, kid, follow my lead. There's cameras there and there. If you can take those out, I'll take out the rest of them. We can meet down there at the end of, I think that says line three. Think you can manage that? I can do that. I can do that. Yeah, thanks for pointing out the cameras. This would have been bad. Uh, and she's just going to... There's like a backpack and she's trying her best to like quietly unzip it. And then she's just going to put on a face mask and like put her hood up. She just doesn't want to get caught right now. She's just terrified of being recognized. All right. So we break in three. Ready? Three. And Nighthawk is going to backflip off of this walkway. He is just going to harshly whisper, you forgot one and two, and then pull her mask down and just atomic breath the ones that she can do at a distance to see if she can just snipe them from here. Whenever she spots one of the locations of the camera, she'll pull down the face mask and take a deep breath and her mouth glows a little bit and it is just like a straight, narrow laser beam that goes straight at a camera. And then after she blasts one of them, she'll just take a deep breath and then fire at another one. And then when she sees that there's a couple that are next to each other, she is going to go fire a line that sets a beam straight through both of them, just as there's just a searing path across the wall. It's not the most subtle out there, but at least it doesn't trip too many things or shake the building. It's small enough. We see each of these cameras in turn melting off of the metal arms that they're attached to. And these panels are intercut with Nighthawk, who makes her way between the husks of cars that are on the line, using them for cover to throw essentially shurikens at the cameras and take them down. And at one point, Nighthawk looks up to where Nico is at and just gives her a big thumbs up with a big grin on her face. There was going to be a thumbs up back, but there is just a gigantic sigh of anxiety and relief. And then she'll find her way to slither into place. Nico gets into place slightly before Nighthawk has arrived. And Nighthawk just like, thwumps down on the hood of one of these cars from seemingly out of nowhere and says, all right, good job for your first time. I don't think they caught us. 
The lights are starting to come on, though. I guess those are motion activated. But there's probably not any sort of security here at this hour. There shouldn't be anyway. Yeah, if you were a sentient hunk of metal, where would you be hiding? I always imagine something like a dungeon. I don't know. They have dungeons here, right? Dungeon, oubliette, safe house? Uh, I don't think there's many dungeons in factories anymore. That makes sense. There might be a basement, though, if you want to take a poke around. That's close enough. Yeah, I can take a look at that. All right. You've got my number. If you find anything, let me know, okay? Right. Yeah. You take the north and west walls, and I'll check east and south. Which one's north? She points in the direction that is north. That makes sense. Okay. And that would make that one west. Yeah. Yeah, west is left. It has the whole similar sound. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll see you. And the two of them split off. Nico is basically crawling by the cars and just checking underneath there to see if there's a plate or anything like that. And then she's just going to be crawling along the walls to see if there's any button or hidden switch anywhere. She's treating it almost like you would a video game level, just because she's very unfamiliar with this entire scene. Very uncomfortable, but she doesn't want to back down right now. As she is looking underneath one of these cars, when she comes up, she sees Nighthawk flying through the air, very clearly not of her own volition, and Nighthawk comes thudding to the floor right next to Nico. Nighthawk looks up at you and says, Apparently security here is better than I thought. We got a golden boy. Hey, what? And as Nico says that, there is a streak of gold and silver across the panel. As Johnny Eagle lands right in front of Hatchling. Oh, no. Hey. He looks over at Hatchling and says, Are you also here to answer the call? Very much doubting that by the look on his face. Answer which call? That's not what I wanted to hear. I thought you were better than this, Nico. No, I am. No, I'm... No, this... Hey, this is not what it looks like. You've got five seconds to tell me what it is if it's not what it looks like. I think that we saw something dangerous or faulty within one of the new sentinels and we want to go take a look at that the security just seems a little sketch and dangerous as nico is talking to johnny eagle nighthawk has recovered to her feet runs off the trunk of a car and just attaches herself to his back attempting to choke him out with her metal rod and this is having no effect on Johnny, who throws his elbow back and just sends her crashing off of him to the floor. 
Johnny looks over at Hatchling and says, This is your chance to decide, are you a hero or are you a villain? And as he says that, his eyes start to glow red for a laser vision blast. She is immediately going to look over to see Nighthawk's condition to see like how bad it is. He didn't throw like his whole force behind it. Nighthawk is lying on the ground trying to catch her breath. She's had the wind knocked out of her, but other than that, seems to be fine for now. She is going to stay in her hybrid form and just look over at him and pull her mask down, and there is visible fire coming out of her mouth. Johnny, don't do this. Please don't do this. He squares up to Hatchling and says, Don't make me do this, as his eyes glow brighter always wondered who would win. And then she's going to go throw a punch. She is going to punch him straight into the face and try to just send him straight crashing towards the other cars around. As Nico runs forward and punches Johnny Eagle in the face, he just goes flying backwards. He crashes into one of the cars that is on the line mid-production and takes it with him as he goes several, like, probably about 10-15 feet further with it. And as he does, he is shooting out a laser blast from his eyes that is going to go over the head of Nighthawk, who scrambles away from the super fight, knowing that she is way in over her head. And this laser blast is going to catch Hatchling in the chest. As she's hit into the chest, she is actually just going to keep going and marching forward while she's being blasted. So it is very clear that even her scales and regeneration are not able to compete with his laser vision. And there's just parts of the hood and skin and scale just being burned to the point that you can see that there is a literal fire around her chest right now. And she is just going to stand there and take it. She knows that fire is not going to stop her. So just like she is on fire and marching forward and being struck by laser beams as she's going to march towards him. All right. He launches himself off of the husk of car that he was slammed into and is just flying directly in her, like directly towards her. What she's going to do is let the fire just drip out of her mouth right now and she's just going to how there's that whole idea like spitting into your hand before you like throw a baseball in that very old style gum stuff or old spitting tobacco style she yeah. is just going to like spit she's going to spit an atomic blast of just molten energy straight into her right hand and just cover it with fire and is basically going to just falcon punch the eagle <laughs> Johnny Eagle slams into Hatchling. As Hatchling punches him with this giant fireball of a fist, the two of them go flying through the air and hit a support pillar for the walkway that Hatchling and Nighthawk came in on. 
and the entire walkway is just coming down on top of the two of them. There is just a creak and a crash and a kaboom and just all sorts of collateral damage and destruction. She is going to grow bigger and there are little bits of support and parts of these like oversized rubble and chunks of the structure that just go down against her. But as she's gotten bigger, you can see that there's just these huge smashes like an avalanche against her back. And despite that, she is just going to keep crawling towards him and check on his condition to see if he's still alive or safe or breathing. He is alive. His arm comes up through the rubble as he pulls himself up. And he is definitely, he is bruised, he is scraped up, but he looks at you and says, My uncle fought your mom. I'm not going down without a fight. If this is Eagle versus Obliterex round two, the Eagles have never lost. And I'm not going to start today. First time for anything. And she's just going to stand there, but she is clearly just covered in burns and bruises. And the scales right now are just not recovering as fast as usual. She is exhausted. I think that he is going to go slug her a couple times and she's going to be sent back. But eventually she's going to go catch his wrist on one of the punches that seems like it's going to take her out. And she's going to look him straight in the eyes and say, Hero any day and just toss him out the window. As she tosses him out the window, Hatchling looks out the remains of what used to be the window that she threw him through. She sees him stop himself in midair, illuminated by the blue and red lights of police sirens. And Johnny Eagle flies straight up out of the panel. As he has made his escape, Nighthawk comes running from off-panel and says, I've got the files, the uh, blueprints. I think we need to get out of here. Y you can fly, right? I can't fly, but I can slither faster than a horse. Faster than a horse will have to work. Let's go. And Our... she runs to just jump on your back. Yep, get on. Okay, this is... Yeah, I haven't had somebody ride before, or at least not in a while. Okay. Just see that she's like stumbling a little bit and stretching just to see if she can get things right. And she's going to start slower just to make sure that she doesn't fall off because that'd be really awkward. And then she... she's just going to crawl up the building and just start jumping and slithering around the rest of the nearby buildings. If you will indulge me, I think we get a panel of Hatchling jumping from one building to the next with Nighthawk on her back. Nighthawk has one hand hooked on one of the scales of Hatchling's back and the other up in the air like the kid from the never-ending story. <laughs> and then the two of you come to a rest. Where would you stop to catch your breath and regroup? Around historical area, just like above a bakery or something like that, she finds to be relieving. Just because there's the leftover smell of bread in the area, and it's just nice and out of the way. 
and you aren't in the rest of the lights of the city, but you can see them, especially in like elevation and downtown and uptown. And she just finds that to be very relaxing of, okay, the world still is very busy, but I'm out here right now. We get a panel of the two of you sitting there and Nighthawk looks over at Nico and says, Oh my God, are you okay? You fought an eagle. That's, that's, holy shit, you fought an eagle. Oh God, I fought an eagle. Okay. Are, are, oh, no, no, no. are you good? Do we need to? I'm just thinking about what just happened. I just uh, fought Johnny Eagle. I, it, it wasn't supposed to be this way. I, I, even, I was on good graces for a while and I was trying to prove that, and even you knew like when we first just like we met earlier and you even knew that the team I, I was a bit of a jackass and just not doing things correctly did i just do things incorrectly again and is johnny eagle being called this out or is he like too confident and doesn't want to tell people that i kicked his ass i don't know what's going on she puts her hands on nico's shoulders and says listen deep breath in hold it mm-hmm. okay deep breath out and there, there is visual smoke and sparks coming out as she takes an exhale. Okay. First off, fuck that guy. The eagles are a bunch of posers. Nobody wants to be an eagle. They're basically boy scouts. I don't know. I- what you did tonight was fucking awesome. You distracted him long enough that we were able... To get these plans, and we were able to stop a freaking company from taking over the city into a robotic police state. Yeah, I guess so. I'm just thinking about people who are on the equals bad sides. Those are usually villains. Those are usually really bad people. Who gets to say who are the bad guys or the good guys? Yeah, it's true. It's just been a day. Maybe we broke into a building and caused some major structural property damage, but architects a bunch of jackasses, and we did it to help people. That's That's true. That makes us the good guys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're the good guys. We helped people today. We stopped. Big, powerful person from using that big, powerful person stuff to do things to those who can't take it as well. Okay. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. And Nighthawk sits next to Nico again. And unless Nico pulls away, Nighthawk interlaces her fingers with Nico's. Yeah, she is not going to pull away. She is more just like shocked and confused because... Before a lot of this night started, she didn't know if this was a date or not. And then I guess there's a thought bubble in her head is, okay, I think that counts as a date. At the beach by Infinity City Bay. I would say that he has ditched his trench coat and disguise, and he is just in his normal romper, and he's uh, looking for this dude. As Orion is waiting, he sees a figure coming in from the distance. Yeah. And it is very clear to Orion as he approaches that this is the guy that he saw in his vision earlier. 
Oh. And as he gets close enough that the two of them would be able to recognize each other, there's just a big grin that breaks out across his face as he holds his arms out to his sides and says, Orion! Hey! That's me! Yeah, I'm Orion, and you're the guy I saw in my head! He looks at you and he says, You, uh, gift of prophecy? Maybe. Listen, you know me, right? Yeah? From before. Okay, I don't know anything before I got here. So let's, why don't you, why don't we like get coffee and you can tell me about me? You don't remember our childhood? Oh, we go way back. Okay, good. Because like we look like each other. So I figure maybe from the same place. Look, I don't remember anything. Okay, and he reaches forward and he like he like kind of grabs a guy's arm. He's, I remember two and a half, three years ago. That's it. That's all I got. All I have is where I'm from here, and then pieces and maybe dreams. But I don't know if they're dreams or memory. Just tell me everything. Oh, cousin, we have much to discuss. You and I. This, well. To put it bluntly, you and I are higher beings. Together, we could take over this city. There's like a lot of powerful people in this city. Also, like, like, why am I here? Why are you here? He puts his hands on your shoulders in the exact same framing as Nighthawk and Hatchling earlier. Mm-hmm. And says... Compared to you and I, their powers are nothing. Oh. And that's where we're ending our issue.